Welcome to the GlobalTQM.com podcast, where we teach e-commerce business owners how to source the best products from China, negotiate with Chinese manufacturers, navigate Chinese business culture, and grow your business to seven figures and beyond. David Hoffman is the founder and CEO of GlobalTQM.com, your team on the ground in China. Now we're joined by another expert guest, David Hoffman from GlobalTQM.com. And let's see if we can get David up on the screen. There he is. Hi. Hello, David. Good morning. Hi. Oh, I'm not sure. Is it the morning where you are? Tom, it's uh, it's late, mid, mid-afternoon for me. It's about 2.30 p.m. here. Yeah. Oh, no, not not too uncivilized an hour then. Uh, but uh, thank you for thank you for joining us anyway. So um, you're welcome. Well, first off, why don't you tell our viewers a bit about yourself and your, your company? Like, what what is GlobalTQM.com, and uh, uh, what what does it do, or what happens yeah. there? Sure, sure, Tom. So just a bit of background. Um, I've been I, I was living in Hong Kong and China for the last nineteen years. Um, I recently left and relocated to Australia. Um, our offices are in Shenzhen. What we do is we help people source and develop products. So the whole idea is, you know, a lot of people can't have their own team on the ground in China or don't have that experience and expertise in dealing with Chinese manufacturers or they struggle with technical issues, quality issues, compliance issues, or just communications. So we basically give people a team on the ground and help them handle a lot of the legwork um, for them on the ground. I think one of our core differences to um, buying agents or things like that is that we help the people find the manufacturers and build their own direct relationship with the manufacturers, which is really something we believe strongly in. All right, awesome. And so someone can kind of come to you and say, you know, I, I want to get hold of this kind of product or have this kind of thing made and you'll sort of take, you're able to take it from something as basic as that and, and kind of fill in the gaps for them? A hundred percent. Some people have just got a general idea. Some people want to enter a new industry and say, I need manufacturers in the space, but we need to do all the homework and groundwork to see if it's feasible. You know, others know exactly the product idea they have in mind and they want to find a Chinese manufacturer and they really want to just shortcut that whole learning curve. And, you know, if somebody trusted on the ground, that can help them with that. Oh, fantastic. So you're the perfect person to ask about, about this kind of thing. Let's start with then, you know, the recent past. Um, I guess the, the headline news in terms of what's been happening over the past year or so is fairly well known. Um, but you know, yes. what are some of the maybe the sourcing and production related uh, events that you know, you've seen unfolding in, in China and connected places uh, that maybe, maybe yes. people don't know about already? Well, it, it's it's really interesting. I get asked this a lot. And, um, you know, I think what we're finding, you know, throughout COVID, it became increasingly difficult to get supply out of China, not just China, to be fair, to many places, it became harder to get supply out of. Um, and production lead times just became a lot longer, as you know, shipping costs, freight costs, all just went exponentially high, if you could even get space and availability, um, you know, without being able to travel to trade shows, it, it it had its share of problems. Um, I guess it just made people have to learn to work online and build much better relationships with suppliers. You know, you have to start relying and depending on them, um, which is sometimes quite a scary ch- challenge for people. <laughs> um, yeah. But y- yeah. All right. And, and how do you see the sourcing landscape shaping up for this uh, year ahead? I guess the year of the rabbit uh, we've just entered. 
like what are some of the maybe the continuing trends or any kind of things that are going to change quite soon that uh, you think are you know important to know about or important to react to well i think the probably one of the biggest things right now is obviously with china and opening up and people being able to travel um i think that you know there's going to be this huge influx already we're feeling with people coming to china wanting to see their manufacturers face to face trade shows which is a huge um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of trade shows and I think people being able to finally come to trade shows and do that face-to-face business. I think that's going to be a game changer. I think um, what, one of the, what I think is a Mr. Nome is a lot of people ask me, oh, should I be sourcing products outside of China now and moving to other countries like Vietnam, India? And, you know, I, the short answer is I think it depends a lot on the size of the company. Um you know, there's a lot of small sellers on Amazon or, you know, small e-commerce stores that don't really have the volume or the scale to go diversify their whole supply chain. So I think there's still a huge reliance on China. I think that's really a bit of a misnomer. I think some of the big manufacturers of the world, the Apples, the Samsungs, you know, yes, they spread out their supply chain risk. But I think people kind yeah. of get confused about at what level you want to go about those things. Yeah, that's right. If you can, if you can just go and buy a factory in uh, in Vietnam or something, that, that you're sort of operating in a different, playing a different game, I suppose, to uh, uh, yeah. the, the smaller buyers. Yeah, that's for sure. And so of I course, just to magically, ironic... yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was. Uh, it seems ironic that in in some ways the big changes, especially for for China for this coming year, are that things are getting back to like they used to be in the old days. Uh, you know, with like you know ships leaving harbors and being able to travel to inspect factories or go to trade shows and so on uh, exactly. but sorry yeah, please go on yeah. no what, what i was going to say is um it, it's even just one thing's moving the factory the other thing is it's just that expertise of the local people that work in the factories and the training you know that takes years and and, and i actually think there's a lot more opportunity now in china because unfortunately you know covid with with a for the better or for worse, I think a lot of, um, you know, the poor manufacturers struggled, have closed down. I think the guys who have survived are probably in a really much better, stronger situation now to actually service customers. You know, everyone's had to innovate and learn. Sure thing. Yeah. I mean, based, based on that, though, we've got this uh, yeah, reopening of, of Chinese manufacturing becoming more available. These presumably leaner, meaner operations that are, <laughs> that have survived uh, through these, you know, last last couple three years, I suppose. What should you be doing if you're a buyer to respond to that? Like right now, um, you know, what should you be doing right now? Or I guess, what should you be planning to do in the coming months to to you know take advantage of that as things um, as things develop? Yeah, it's a good question. So I think a few things. I think number one. You should hop on a plane and go visit your suppliers and just really solidify that relationship. Um, be hands-on with them to see where new opportunities are. I think that's a real lost opportunity, and I think that'll serve well. I, I also think that you know through this, um, people have learned how what what it's like to cope with business when you can't get supply and you've got delayed shipments. So I think you know take this opportunity now to learn from that. And, you know, be super proactive, you know, order in advance, make sure you've got enough inventory, don't wait till the last minute, you know, and just be 
really super proactive. Um, you know, some people say we're heading into a recession, but I, I, I still think, you know, if you've got inventory to sell, you know, you'll sell it. If you don't have inventory, you'll never do any revenue. Yeah, I think we've all we've all learned the lesson that a plan based on as long as everything goes fine, it'll be fine isn't uh, isn't necessarily the best idea. Um, as uh, yeah, I mean, as we just I mean, the thing is, I think theoretically everybody knew that before, but um, it took took a big demonstration to sort of wean ourselves away. And of course, I mean, just in time fulfillment is still going to have a place, right? But I, I suppose of course you need, it is uh, like a backup plan, right? You need a backup plan, and you know there really is. I think what people sometimes miss sight of is that just like we're looking for the best manufacturers, the best manufacturers are looking for the best customers too. So you know that's why I say you know take that time to 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 work with them, build that relationship, support them, because you know when you need supply, you know I've got a lot of friends in the industry that they can't ship enough containers that they just can't. Their suppliers have gone and said, look, I'm going to allocate X amount to my top 10 customers just because I wanted to take care of all of them. So, you know, it's not just that I'm the customer, I should get what I want situation anymore. Yes, yeah, right. I mean, when we talk to suppliers, they, they often, they often do make the point that, yeah, when you're, when you're interviewing and vetting them, they're doing the same right back to you. You know, they are, they're what? going and looking up your website. They're sort of finding out about you. And when they meet you, that's, um, that's, that's important too, you know? Yeah, I mean, I get that all the time from people saying, oh, the supplier's not coming back to me or they stopped responding. And, you know, the first question I say is like, forward me all the correspondence. And then after a while, you start reading like, do you know how busy they are? Do you know how many customers they've got like asking all these annoying questions as well? You know, sometimes yeah. you have to just kind of step it up and make them want to work with you and, you know, own some of the responsibility. Yeah, I mean, and on that subject of like flying over and, uh, you know, meet, meeting up, I mean, would you recommend doing that is it worth doing even if you don't like have a, a, a particular thing to ask them about? You know, you're not looking for a new product. You just want more of the old stuff. Is it still, is it still worth kind of going to meet suppliers just to say hi, essentially? Or do you need kind of, you know, what, what's the threshold for it being worth? Uh, I, I can tell you, Tom, in my last 25, 30 years sourcing products in China, there's never been a face-to-face -face meeting where something interesting has not come out of that conversation just by being in person. Whether it's whether they've got a new idea, whether through discussion something comes up, it's always worth it. All right, fantastic. And um, in terms of uh, well, actually, the, although we're saying go meet face to face, um, in terms of online sort of sourcing or communicating um, without without being present, like what's your what's the best practice now for like deciding when to, for example, do a Zoom meeting instead of an email or doing a call, that kind of thing? Would you say? Yeah, um, I try to encourage people to hop on a Zoom meeting as soon as possible rather than waiting. I think um, that communication and interaction with people face-to-face -face makes a real difference. Um, I, I also encourage people to you know, try to get a tour of the factory or some photos from the factory and some background information on, not just like um, background information, how long they've been open, but actual real pictures of their production line and their facilities, even if they do a video call walkthrough. Um, I, I think that just tells a, a thousand things. Um, and then the follow-up by email can be, it's just normally a lot faster and smoother. Presumably people are using WeChat because that's the well, really that's the best so, yeah. way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So learn, yeah, learn how to use WeChat if you want, if you want to do yeah, that. Yeah, but, master yeah. WeChat. Yeah, your productivity levels will 10x.
Yeah, yeah, you raise a really great point as well. Actually, if you, when you ask people to sort of uh, send photos or videos or, or do yeah do a kind of live call to show where they work, um, a lot of the time people are people are very happy that you're interested. Like, let alone because they're proving that their factory is of a given capacity. People are often, you know, especially manufacturers, they're quite delighted that you're interested in like how they I don't know you know stamp a particular part to put into a motorbike or whatever it is you're yeah. And um, and to you, be you fair. Know, you're right. Yeah, yeah, right. Tom, you're actually spot on. And like I find people say to me often, like, oh, can you send people to the factory and do a mini audit and check them out? And I always go, I can, of course. You know, that costs money. But I said, did you know that like if you spoke to them and the boss, you could probably get 80% of that done with the right questions? Because like you said, Tom, when they're super passionate about their factory and their production line, they want to tell you about it. You say, oh, how do you check this for quality? How do you check that quality? And, and, and that's why I say those conversations are really good because you learn from them. And if you've got guys, you know, factories that are telling you all these answers with this passion, you go, oh, they know their stuff. If you've got guys, that, oh, I don't know. I'll check. I'll come back to you. You start thinking, hmm. Yeah, so yeah, a bit of a bit of a warning. Uh, although, well, to be fair, it might not always be a warning sign. It might be you're just talking to the the sales guy who genuinely doesn't know that. But yeah, C correct, it, correct, and and that's why you know it is a process. You know. Yeah. Right. Well, that's fantastic. Those are some uh, some great advice and a, a relatively sunny outlook for uh, China sourcing by the sounds of it. Um, do you do you think it's going to be kind of? Uh, I mean, what what's the overall outlook for you know exports from? From China in this this year is it sort of back to or even kind of exceeding the previous levels of growth or are we kind of looking at a maybe a more modest um, chugging along okay so kind of situation? It's a bit hard to say now. You know, a lot of people are predicting a recession, so some people might be scared on inventory. A lot of the people I know are stocking up as much as they can um, because they just said. Even if I don't sell it all this year, I'll sell it next year. We had such supply constraints. Mm -hmm. sure. um, but, you know, it does depend on, on your situation. Um, I'm personally quite optimistic. You know, I, I don't, there's a lot of this production in China. I don't see how it can be moved. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot more online resellers now that are doing exceptionally well. Um, I, I, I think it'll, I think it's going to be positive. No, fantastic. Okay, David, now if the viewers would like to get in touch with you and ask about uh, your services or I don't know, just, just chat, uh, how, do, how do they do that? Yeah, it's super easy. I just go to our website. It's globaltqm.com or they can email support at globaltqm. But on our website, there's a schedule a discovery call and they can literally just click that. We do a free call. They can chat to me. Um, they don't have to buy any services. Happy to just talk through their projects, their problems. You know, we started this whole division of our business just to help people that had small problems that we could help them solve. So, you know, happy to talk to anyone. Excellent. David, thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Awesome, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to the GlobalTQM.com podcast. So you don't miss a single episode, remember to subscribe to our show on iTunes. We'd also be very grateful if you'd leave us an honest rating and review. And don't forget to download your free gift, our ebook on China sourcing for startups at GlobalTQM.com slash gift. Thank mm -hmm. you.